0: South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News now, now. Radio 610 WIOD.
1: So the peak of the Atlantic hurricane season from August to October. So we will have some model guidance that hopefully will lead to a, a, a relatively accurate forecast. Our forecast in 2021 was really, really good. Um, so hopefully we'll have another uh, accurate forecast in 2022.
0: Yeah, that is the uh, voice of one Dr. Phil Klotzbach. From Colorado State University, you know, the CSU annual hurricane forecast. That again, they did uh, recently when they put out their forecast for this year. So, you know, it's eh, going to be above average again. But that's actually something I'm looking forward to uh, to talking about as well. How much of that is perhaps recency bias of sorts? And by that, if you've heard me cover this and discuss this before, in fact, I did it recently, actually. It's a Q&A of the day just a couple weeks ago, where I was talking about how cyclical hurricane season is. And we can see historic patterns. The first thing is, you know, we've had what we refer to as the Atlantic hurricane season going back to 1851. That's the first time you had scientists that took the information that we were able to glean from our level of scientific understanding back in 1851 and start tracking the stuff and go, all right, well, we had this many storms, this many that would have reached tropical Uh, storm status. This May, there would have been hurricanes. Here is approximately how strong they were. I mean, be mindful that, you know, the rudimentary nature with which this would have been done back then, uh, you know, compared to where we are today. And so, one of my, one of my uh, questions always is, you know, is, is it a case of recency bias to where our technology is so much better? We didn't even have satellite technology until 1966. And obviously, 2022 satellite technology is going to be infinitely better than nineteen sixty sixes. So anyway, we'll talk about all this. We do have Dr. Klotzbach joining us now from Colorado State University. Thank you for taking the time with us.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. I heard you talking about satellites and technology, and that sounds, uh, sounds like great, great topics of to conversation.
0: I am a weather dork going way back, and uh, Lord knows I've covered my share of hurricanes over the years as well. So it, it, in addition to it being an occupational hazard, it's something I'm pretty passionate about, and so I'm really interested to get your perspective as well. Uh, you know, first, just kind of the whole thing about Colorado State. You know, for a lot of us in South Florida, it's kind of been like a long-running joke that, uh, you know, we, we turn to the Rockies for a hurricane forecast, but I know the work that you guys do is anything but a joke.
1: Uh Yeah, yeah. So this year is our 39th year of doing seasonal hurricane predictions out of Colorado State, founded by Dr. Bill Gray back in 1984. Um, and so, you know, the 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 as, as you said, there's a joke about you know why are they forecasting hurricanes in Colorado? And so, Dr. Gray's response is always because the storm surge can't get you at 5,000 feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in, in seriousness, though, the way the department, so the department got started in the early 1960s, our CSU, Atmospheric Science Department, and the guy who started the department's name was Herbert Reel, um, and he was actually from the University of Chicago, which is also nowhere near hurricanes, but he was one of the big hurricane guys in the early 60s. Um, and so Dr. Gray was actually finishing off his Ph.D. At, at University of Chicago at the time. So he came out a couple of years later to CSU, was a professor there for over for, well, a professor for over 40 years, and then was emeritus for a few years until he passed away in 2016. And so the department does a ton of stuff, but one of the focuses of the department has always been uh, hurricanes. And so, again, yeah, this is our 39th year um, of doing these predictions out at CSU.
0: So, Dr. Klotzbach, about what I was speaking at the open about I'm, I'm interested to get your perspective i'm careful independent of the topic about recency bias it's always you know a, a natural tendency to think that what we've experienced most recently is naturally that much different than maybe what's happened before it does and i i know there's scientific evidence to suggest at least in what we've measured and be able to measure we have seen intensity of storms increasing about the actual number though i i, I take a look at cycles like In the 1880s, for example, in the 1930s, and then again in the early 1950s, we had some real active cycles that, by today's standards, would be above average hurricane years. If they were above average years going all the way back then, before satellite technology, I mean, what are the likelihood we captured all the storms that were there?
1: Yeah, and certainly, you know, I mean, when it comes to um hurricanes themselves like actual hurricanes not named storms we did a better job of observing those but you know prior to satellites stuff that was east of the islands you know out in the middle of the atlantic we just didn't necessarily know they were there um we were flying planes into storms since the mid-40s but not flying planes into storms nearly as often as we do now um and so one of the things that we we have observed in say the last 20 years is The National Hurricane Center, we're we're naming more weak, short-lived storms now than we used to. And Chris Lancey at the National Hurricane Center has written papers on it, written, written blogs on it, basically what they're called. Basically, he calls them shorties. So these are storms lasting two days or less. And these aren't actual storms, but we just have better technology to be able to observe these storms now than we used to. So, you know, if you hear, oh, you know, like, for example, last year's a great example. We had 21 storms last year, so we got through through the the full alphabet of, of letters that they, they used, and for the Atlantic, they skipped several different letters. Um, but of those 21, seven became hurricanes, which is pretty much what you get in an average season. And so the season ended up a little bit above normal, but, you know, for the number of storms, you would have expected overall a lot more activity. And there's just, again, there is that trend um, to just name more storms now than we used to just given improved technology. So again, these are real storms, but we just didn't have the technology to be able to observe them prior to about 2000.
0: And Dr. Klotzbach, I, I think that is a real important distinction for a couple of reasons. One, you know, you have people on both sides that try to politicize climate science these days, and maybe there's an agenda that has tried to, to be advanced based upon a particular number. And then you also have alarmism and the way that people might react to certain things like thinking oh my gosh you know things are necessarily worse than they have been is that necessarily the case or you know what were we've been experiencing a year like last year is that really more like a typical year you know if we go back historically if we simply had the technology i know there at a certain level there's probably no way to answer that because we didn't know what we didn't know a hundred years ago but it seems like there's reason within what you were just saying
1: yeah. And so, you know, again, when it comes to the intensity of storms, the, the storms may be a little bit stronger than they were in the past. But again, it's it's hard to tease out from the data, just given the uncertainties um, that we've talked about. If we look at, say, the number of hurricanes making landfall along the U.S. coast, we don't see a long-term trend in that. And that we measured probably reasonably well back to about 1900 because there were people living along the coastline. Um, But, for example, one of the big years in the past was 1933, and um, we actually wrote a paper on the 1933 hurricane season. And one of the reviewers for that paper asked, you know, how many storms do you think there were in 1933? And they observed 20, but... You know it's like I have no way to know I mean right. I'm sure there were more, but whether there were three more or ten more I, do, I you can't like you said you can't know we can't pre pre preemptively launch a satellite for nineteen thirty three but given we had twenty storms and very few of those tracks were east of the islands, likely there were several more, but we, we just have no way to know um but certainly that's why we advocate looking at. Um, either the number of hurricanes or another index that we use is called accumulated cyclone energy, and that accounts for frequency, intensity, and duration of storms. And so weak, short-lived storms generate very little of that accumulated cyclone energy. So if you're looking for climate trends and things like that, that metric tends to be more robust. So if you're naming a few weak, short-lived storms, it's not going to really impact that metric very much at all.
0: Dr. Klotzbach, um, memory serves, you're going to have an update here as hurricane se- season officially kicks off. I guess the first bit of good news is there's nothing on the horizon right now. Do you think we're finally going to break our May streak of having named storms?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there 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 is nothing on the horizon right now. Thankfully, the next five days, there's the weather. The National Hurricane Center says, you know, no areas that they're they're currently monitoring. Um, you know, it's it's still uh let's see, today's the nineteenth. Um at this point I would say it's it's looking fairly unlikely, but stuff can pop up and um often stuff that pops up in late May is fairly weak. Um so you, you just never know. Um but yeah we've had um a, at least one storm prior to the start of the hurricane season every year I believe since twenty fifteen. Um so that would that would break that streak. Uh, but, you know, with our outlook we put out in April, uh, we did call for another above-normal hurricane season, and uh, we'll be updating that in a couple of weeks, and certainly um, the outlook in June, I would say the odds of it. Certainly we don't plan on going down with the numbers at that point. Uh, conditions still look pretty conducive for an above-normal season.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And so I know water temps, El Nino, La Nina, all that is a big factor. So what's driving the forecasting this year?
1: Yeah, and so, you know, with our April outlook, we were kind of – um, torn between whether it was going to be la niña or neutral which is either which is neither el nino nor la niña and so la niña is colder than normal water in the eastern and central tropical pacific ocean el nino is the opposite it's warmer than normal water there and when you have el nino in the pacific ocean that tends to basically increase winds high up in the atmosphere 20 to thirty thousand feet to tear apart hurricanes in the atlantic uh el nino the odds of el nino this year are very low uh for example that i i just put out there um outlook for El Nino for the summer and fall. And they gave only a 4% chance of El Nino for uh, August through October. So, you know, so the odds of an El Nino this year are very low. So that's one of the reasons why we're forecasting an above normal season. I would say since April, the odds of La Nina have gone up a little bit. Um, And regardless of whether we're officially La Nina or just, just slightly cooler than normal. um, The Atlantic has also become more conducive for an above normal season in early April The water temperatures in the tropical Atlantic were actually slightly cooler than normal. Now they're a little bit warmer than normal. And also water temperatures farther north in the subtropical and even further north in the Atlantic, especially in the eastern part, are quite warm. And that tends to force lower pressures, which then results in weaker winds blowing across the tropical Atlantic. And those weaker winds mean less churning up of the ocean surface, which leads to more warming in the tropical Atlantic. So right now it does look like, um, you know, another above normal season.
0: Dr. Phil Klotzbach, safely settled for this hurricane season at Colorado State University, where I just had a nephew graduate. enjoyed that experience. Appreciate it, Dr. Klotzbach.
1: Thank you very much. We're getting ready for gearing up for some snow this weekend. So uh <laughs> fun, Colorado, neurotic Colorado weather.
0: <laughs> I saw that. You got a winter warning or something going on, man. It's funny. Uh, that's,
1: that's right. Unfortunately, today we have fire weather, fire off. Uh, red flag warnings which is for fire weather. Um, and then tomorrow we'll like we have temperatures will be in the low forties and we'll be changing to snow some point probably Friday evening.
0: You know what? I'm good with your hurricane season forecast here. I'll I'll write it out. Trending stories up next here on the Brian Mud Show, News Radio Six Ten W I O D Celebrate Memorial Day with zero interest and in
1: zero down. Miami dot com.